Hello and welcome. You're listening to Jot That Down. I'm Chloe. I'm Alex. And I'm Haley. And we're providing you with knowledge that you're not asking for. Okay, so this is a card from your pack. Yes, and it's a would you rather. Okay. Ladies, would you rather lick every inanimate object you see or be licked by every living thing you see? Excuse me, Lex. What are you doing? He's licking you. <laughs> He's I would lick every inanimate object I see. No. That's like literally everything. I might change my answer, but it just grosses me out even more to have other people and animals licking me. What if they just licked like one, like your toe or something? <laughs> like it didn't have to be like your face or your hands. It was just like they lick your calf or like your ankle and then that was it. And it's just like a. I would 100% go with, I would rather be licked because I'm just thinking of like every inanimate object, like the tea, like you would have to lick everything on the tea. Like I don't want to experience it with my own tongue. Like, Alex, imagine that time you dropped your coffee and it just <laughs> rolled down the tea, and then you went yeah. to lick that ground. True. Good point. Uh, Thank you okay. So All right. Yeah. I guess I'd rather be licked, but I just don't want to. Yeah. The whole point oh. was that we could bully you into this decision, so. Oh, my gosh. And are we even taking into consideration rabies? Rabies? I, mean, I think that's the least anything? of your concern. <laughs> that's true. If you're licking things, you need more than a COVID vaccine. Yeah, you need, like, tetanus, HPV. The other one. The other ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a hep shot. Did you know that? Okay, I don't know why I was under the impression that people didn't get tuberculosis anymore. Oh. But they do. But we have to get tests. Haven't you had, like, a TB test? Yes. So. I don't know why I still thought it was, like, eradicated. <clears throat> Anywho. Interesting. I don't know why you thought that either. Like, like it's shocking coming from you, Alex. Anyway, should I do the intro? Yes. Yeah. I forget what I'm supposed to Let say. Let me know what the F we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jotters. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to week nine. This week, we're going to be covering our study abroad stories. Enjoy. What? I breathed during the middle of it. I would also like to avoid the phrase study abroad as much as we can because I'm, I don't want to be one of those girls who it's like, yeah, when I went to España abroad. <laughs> okay. First of all, fuck you. I actually did go to España. <laughs> Second of all, I did hey. study abroad. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. I, I do so want to preface this by saying, yes, I completely agree with Haley. Like, I hate girls that are like, oh my God, did you know I studied abroad? But- if I could move back to Rome today, I absolutely 1000% would. Like, I okay. hate America and <laughs> would live in Europe in a heartbeat. Just saying. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Thank Alex, you. where would you go? No idea. You'd go to I, I don't think I would live in Spain full time. Maybe um, just like a casual couple years stint and then come back to America. Ugh. But there's issues everywhere. I don't know. That's fair. I think I would I would go back to Ireland, but I think I agree. Like I would do a stint. I don't think I would live there for the rest of my life. 
So that's Good. fair. Thank but I'm glad. would be really happy, like, settling in Europe somewhere. Mm. Like, it would be so nice to, like, live in downtown London and just, like, be in a different culture, I feel. Yes. I just am so sick of here. Or, like, that cottage in Normal People that she vacationed. Oh, my God. <laughs> that show just directly yeah i watched it oh my god alex it would fuck you up there was i so when it came out luke went to the cape for the day because it was like right when our refrigerator broke and he ran out of gas at the cape house and left his wallet here and i had to work late and so i was like no i can't come bring me your wallet like i'll have to come in the morning and i binge watched normal people from like 9 p.m. till 4 a.m. I watched the entire series in one sitting and it was like the most magical depressing time ever like every emotion you want to feel so funny you're like actually I'm too busy I can't come and then you just watched tv for (laughs) well I had to work until like 8 30 and then it was the first time I ordered takeout in the pandemic it was like May of 2020 or June of 2020, I ordered a pizza, ate the whole thing by myself, and like stayed up until like 4 a.m. watching TV. It was just That's really fun. It was That's so incredible. it was so nice. I mean, I cried like the whole time, but it was magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried rewatching, and some parts are just so hard that I just didn't. But That's it is okay. very good. I might get around to it. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we could watch the first episode together. First step we'll is see. great. Connell. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Haley, do you want to talk about Ireland? <laughs> or should I call it Ireland? Ooh. Ireland? I don't I don't, I know don't even do know it. how I would. No. For a <laughs> second, I when I went, when I lived there, I was there for like five months, like everyone is when you study abroad. And there was an accent that I literally – I could not understand what they were saying because they're all different based on the county. And my roommate's dad, I met him for the first time. I had no clue what he was saying the entire time. Like, I couldn't translate it. Like, I nothing. And so I was just, like, a lot of head nodding. But I was convinced that I would come back with an accent, like a really cool person, and I just didn't. And now I would never know how to talk like them. So, mm-hmm. You thought you were going to come back and just like always speak in a different. I thought it would be, no, I thought it would be easy to kind of like have, because when you're around it, you can kind of like imitate them easier. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I thought I would be able to and kind of could when I was there and then I got home and I was Americanized again. It's like, fuck, here I am. Uncultured. Amen to that. I do have a, so I have to start, this doesn't have to do with Ireland, but I need to talk about this story. I don't think I've told either of you guys this, but it's so fucking funny and tragic. Oh God. Um, tragic by my standards. So it's not tragic. Um, (laughs) I, the story fucking kills me. (laughs) Picture it. Heathrow airport, 4am. Love it already. Yeah. I had just finished visiting my friend Leah. This has nothing to do with travel, really. It could have happened anywhere, but it happened in the fucking UK at a Burger King. Um, (laughs) And I had just finished visiting Leah. We had, like, a great vacation together. And she was studying in London. And all weekend, I was like, I would just love a hash brown. Like, I just need hash browns in my body, whatever it was. And so I go to Heathrow at like 4 a.m. and there's a Burger King open and it's great. And 
I go up to the counter. Mind you, I'd waited 20 minutes in line because it was packed at 4 a.m. for whatever reason. And they're like, um, yeah, so we actually don't have much breakfast food. I'm like, it's 4 a.m. Like, what? I don't understand. And they're like, yeah, we're all out of hash browns. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll like fucking settle for fries. I'm like, I want any kind of potato. It's 4 a.m. I need it. And I was like, I guess we'll just like find something to go with it. So I'm like, okay, I'll settle for chicken nuggets. I guess I'm going to eat chicken nuggets and fries at 4 a.m. because all I wanted is hash browns. It's fine. So I order it. They hand me a bag after I wait. I check the bag and there's just fries, no chicken nuggets. Okay. Stay with me here. We're with you. (laughs) There's no chicken nuggets. And I'm like, shit. It's packed. I got to get the chicken. I don't want to just eat fries for breakfast. It just felt really bad all around. Wait 20 minutes in line again because more people were waiting. And I was like, hey, um, I also wanted chicken nuggets. I shit you not. They look me dead in the eye. They take my bag, okay? They take my bag of fries. They throw it in the garbage. They're like, okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get you your chicken nuggets. That's okay. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know if they needed to throw it away. Like I just wanted the chicken. And then they come back, they hand me the nuggets in the bag. And I'm like, but I, I had fries with this. And they're like, we just ran out of fries. Actually, we can't. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) I would have like jumped behind the counter and pulled them out of the trash. I was so frustrated because they literally said, they were just like, okay, yeah. They like gestured toward me handing them a bag and I'm like, okay, I'll hand it to them. They throw out my fries. All I wanted was the hash browns. I settled for potatoes and they're like, um, actually we just ran out. Sorry about that. And I'm like, fuck my life. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I'm just I'm eating chicken nuggets and yeah, that has stayed with me. I can see why. Same. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I just had to complain. I will say. Not that it's the same thing, but I studied in Rome Mm -hmm. and I had a friend from college who was studying in London. And in college, I went through this phase where like I went to Chipotle three times a week. Like I love that. I was obsessed with Chipotle. Like everybody always knew that someone was like, oh, do you want Chipotle? I would like be the first one to say yes. So studying in Rome, there was no Chipotle. And I was so excited to go to London to visit my friend Kelsey because there was Chipotle in London. And we went and it was so disappointing. I had been looking forward to it for like three months. I was like, yes, I booked my ticket to London. Like I'm so excited. (laughs) It was like, you know, when you get bad Chipotle and it's like... And it ruins it for you. It ruins it. Like you want it to be so good. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like... I was don't it even... like different meat and stuff? Because they changed yeah. it depending on the country. It tasted like the steak wasn't the same. The rice wasn't the same. Like nothing was the same. And I was just like, I just want to go back to Rome. But... <laughs> I was like so sad. So I feel your pain on that one. I love that so much. I, I will say, like, a couple times in Ireland, I got McDonald's, like, after going to the bar, and burgers there taste so much fucking better because they're, like, all organic, like, grass-fed, local meat, and it's just – they literally are, Alex. Don't give me that look. Oh, I just don't know if that was the same as the McDonald's near me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was fucking great. I literally loved it. 
Um, I do have a couple other stories and one of them is bad, but then it turns really good. So me and my friend were going to like this little, it was like a small music festival thing in Doolin, Ireland. And it's kind of near the Cliffs of Moher. Um, but Doolin is like a super small town, but we actually ended up like they, they held, held, hold the third largest stalactite in the world and if you don't know it's like these crystallized things that come down from the ceiling and it's like thousands of years old and we like went in a tunnel and it seemed like we were like excavating it was really cool but this town literally that's all they have and then it's like cows and that's it very interesting but we were there for the weekend and we go to a local bar and obviously they have like the live band there were like older people dancing. It was a great vibe. And then it turned shitty because this older guy would not stop hitting on my friend and I, and it got so uncomfortable. And he was just like saying a bunch of like rude shit to us and we couldn't take it anymore. And we're like, okay, is anyone else experiencing it? Does like, do they realize like we're Americans? Like, is anyone going to help us out? We ended up leaving and we literally had to sprint home because this town, I kid you not, had like maybe two bars, no street lights, none, none. So we sprint home because we're like, is this guy going to fucking follow us? Like we literally didn't know. And we had to go back to this inn and we were like super scared, whatever it was, because he was so creepy. But I will say it did turn around that weekend for us because we had back to that same bar and we met the hottest bartenders of our lives. <laughs> Did you talk night, to him? Oh my god, yes, he was so cute. Um, we hung out all night. Still follow him on Instagram if you're listening. <laughs> oh my god, they're <laughs> so cute. Um, and we just had like the best night ever. And we ended up like staying after the bar closed, and like we hung out outside and stuff. Um. And then we had to leave the next day, which was so depressing, but it was just so nice because we were just getting free drinks all night and hanging out with the locals and they were so hot. Oh my God. It was great. I was a great time for you. Mm -hmm. Minus the creepy guy. (laughs) Yeah. I will say the same night that I was having a really good night, this old man tried to kiss me in the women's bathroom. Um, What? Yeah. He was like trashed. Um, And he was definitely in the women's bathroom because I wasn't in the men's bathroom. And yeah, he like kind of like leaned in like he was going to kiss me. And I was like, no. And then I left and he didn't follow me. So, but it was a great night. And I did kiss the bartender. Men are trash. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yes. (sighs) I'm so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Chloe, I I know you and I have similar stories on Perry. Oh, we sure do. (laughs) I don't know if you want to tell yours. Oh, yeah, I'll tell mine. So the same friend who was studying in London came to Paris for Valentine's Day. We met there. And then our third friend, Zoe, who was studying in Spain. I honestly don't remember where she was studying. Um, We all met for the weekend and rented an Airbnb in Paris. And we were, like, so excited. We were going to have, like, a girls weekend. Woo! And we bought tickets to go ice skating at this hotel in Paris that like overlooked 
this, I, I honestly, I don't remember like any of the details. It overlooked like this big park and people could like walk up the stairs to the ice skating rink and like watch people skate. Or you could like then. be on the skating rink and like look out onto the view. And so I was skating to the like far wall by the stairs to take a picture. And this kid runs up the stairs, grabs my phone out of my hand while I'm using it, and then runs back down the stairs. And for a second, I like it happened so fast that I was like, is this some sort of prank? Like, did my friends take their skates off and like go to the <laughs> stairs? Like, what's happening? Like, and then I was like, set up. Yeah, right. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I was like, holy shit, someone just stole my phone while it was unlocked and I was using it. And then I like panic immediately set in because I was like, the phone was unlocked. It had all of our Airbnb information on it oh, because shit. I booked the Airbnb and like it had all of like my information in Rome and like my passport info was like all on there. Your entire life. Right. Like everything was on there. And so I was just like, oh my God. So I tell my friends and the worst part was it was, it was really cold. And there was like a rule that if you were on the rink, you had to have gloves on. And I had taken my gloves off because I was like so frazzled. And the like skating officer came over to me and was like, madame, like, <laughs> you must put your gloves back on. And I was like, my phone just, just got shut the fuck up. Like, madame, like your gloves. And I was like, sir, my phone. And so he was like, okay. iPhone. So he iPhone. Was like, okay, we'll call the cops, like whatever. So we call the police. I had to like tell my friends. We had to like leave the skating rink. And this like guy escorted us to the police station, which was like a block away. So they made me give my story, whatever. And it was truly just like I could have been a better police officer than this they were mm -hmm. so unhelpful they were like okay so what kind of phone was it I was like it's a white iPhone in a Otterbox case like everybody else in America has this exact <laughs> same phone and exact same case and they were like okay we'll keep an eye out for your iPhone I'm like well where the fuck do you think you're gonna find it like <laughs> not someone's not gonna just like come bring it back to you so I like, we went back to our Airbnb. I was so panicked. I could not sleep that night because I was so afraid we were going to get kidnapped. And then I had to obviously call my parents and tell them. And my dad went to the Verizon store the next day, overnighted me a phone back to Rome. Oh my God. An angel. I did not get that phone. Like oh, no. this happened on Valentine's day. I did not get that phone because of Italian customs until the end of May. Like it was in Italy and I could not get it until like literally a week before I left Rome. It was, I had to carry my iPad around to take pictures. You could not look more American. Oh and then you get that stolen. Oh, no, no, that didn't get stolen. Don't worry. But it was, I was so traumatized. Oh my also, God. So that had to have sucked to like, straight up not have a phone and have to carry an iPad around. I mean, I had my camera also, which was fine, but it was just annoying because, like, <sighs> I feel like a phone is, like, a safety security blanket type thing where you're, like, just having it, even if you don't have service. Like, you know, you can, like, go into a bar and get Wi-Fi and, like, call your mm -hmm. mom. But, oh, my God, it was, like, I was so stressed. <sighs> and that's on <laughs> the Parisians.
when you say the police are the most unhelpful, I 1000% agree. And I think it's because so many phones must get stolen in Paris because there's obviously it's a tourist attraction because again, I was in Paris with my friend Leah standing right in front of the Eiffel Tower. I had just taken a picture. And mind you, I was luckier because when I went abroad, I had two phones. I had one because it was unlocked, aka it was paid off and I could bring it and get like a plan or something, whatever it was. And then I had a new phone that I would solely use just for the camera because like if you wanted it unlocked, whatever it was, you had to like pay a ton of money. And so I did have two phones. And I just took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower, gorgeous, put it in my pocket two seconds later, go to reach for it, not in my pocket anymore. (laughs) I I literally was like, where's my phone? It's like, I literally was like in slow motion blacking out because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've just been um, robbed. (laughs) And I cannot imagine getting it stolen out of my hands. I think I would have been traumatized because it just feels violating. You're like, great. It really did. Yeah. It's. It's not good. I went straight to well after I had done been done crying. Um, I went straight to the policemen on the bikes, and they were just like, um, "Well, what you can do is go on the Find My iPhone app and look." And also, I don't know if we would suggest going to the police. Like they close in ten minutes, so like you might want to just go on Monday. <laughs> They're like, I have to go back to Ireland. This is so fucking far gone. And it was fine. I ended up calling my parents from the second phone I had. Luckily, I had that. It didn't. It took shit for pictures. Um, But it was fine. I called my parents, and they ended up bringing one to me when they visited. And it wasn't that bad. I was very lucky. But I just remember, like, crying under the Eiffel Tower because we still went there and this guy's like trying to sell us wine. I'm like, please go away. Just please. He's like heckling us. <laughs> wow. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I can't emphasize enough how different my experience in Paris was. <laughs> so a little bit different for me. Um, I actually did end up crying underneath the Eiffel Tower though. So. Oh my God. Tell us. God bless us. <laughs> Oh, no, I think we just, like, all got um, a little sentimental and a lot of drunk. Mm-hmm. And we are like, wine drunk, and it was just, like, a recipe for tears. And then I was waiting in line to go up to the Eiffel Tower, and I was in a group because we traveled as, like, because I traveled – I studied abroad with API, and so they, like – What's API? I have no idea. It's just like a study abroad company that you can like do programs through. Okay. I think that's what I had because you could like sign up and go with groups. Well, no. So like I went to Spain and studied at the university through this program, API. Just kidding. And then they organized trips for us and they took us to Paris. I was like, okay. So I was with like a bunch of Americans that were studying in Madrid at the same time. And while we were waiting to go up to the Eiffel Tower, um, I had to go to the bathroom and one of my friends randomly had to go to the bathroom. And number one or number two? One, thankfully. <laughs> and then but all of my friends had already like just stayed in line. And by the time we both got out, they were so much further in line. So I just had to wait in line with this random guy that I was like kind of friends with at the time 
And he was scared of heights. Oh, we're going up the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Why the fuck did he bother? I don't know. I don't know. Hello, to say that he did. I didn't Maybe. do it. I don't know. It was fine. I felt fine about it. It wasn't that great when I was up there. I, I didn't really care. It's like <laughs> Paris didn't look that pretty. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so one time I will tell a story about um, people getting things stolen in Europe, but not me because I'm just <laughs> lucky kind of, I think. So we were in Belgium and we were at this bar where they had like 30 different kinds of beer and we're drinking all the beers and we're all very drunk. There's four of us. And um, I, we all left the table and like left our stuff there because we were drunk and we're just like walking around the bar and like talking to other people and stuff. And we get back and my stuff is like untouched. I'm pretty sure I just like put it in the pockets of my winter coat that was just like draped on the chair, Safe. untouched. My friends were all robbed. And then I think I just continued to get drunk, but they didn't want to because they had all just been robbed. And it's sobering like, for sure. Yeah. And I just remember <laughs> like after the bar closed, being outside and just being like so happy and like talking to all these random people. And they're literally like, two feet away from me sobbing (laughs) (laughs) and yeah nothing stolen from me it's like the beginning of the beyonce song it's like are you happy to be in patties (laughs) um the good news is ladies none of us will be the girls who didn't go to paris so true Mm -hmm. i did i had a good experience well i wonder i think this was before my was no this was after my phone was stolen Mm. um leah and i went to this like tiny little bar and we ended up i think there were like a couple people who came through whatever it was leah and i were like two drinks in at this point and it had just like cleared out overnight i think we were there during the week and we get to talking to the bartender and he was cute whatever but like we definitely just like wanted free drinks we ended up hanging out there all night he let us go behind the bar and make our own drinks <laughs> and leah convinced him to hook up her ox cord to the oh whole place and we were just like dancing like having a great time like it was incredible because all we wanted was free drinks and we got that <laughs> just like two things i remember are well no a couple <laughs> three one he loved jaw rule he's like have you guys heard of jaw rule like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I need you guys to, like, listen to Ja Rule, like, cue it up on Spotify. Like, I need you to listen. We're like, oh, okay. Like, I guess. You're like, yup. Sounds Love good. It. The second thing is at one point, they ran out of toilet paper. Mm. And he's like, oh, I, I have to go next door to get some. Like, I'll be right back. And Leah and I are just standing here. And he's like, he just left us in charge of the bar. We're the only people here. We're behind the bar. We work here now. It was the best time of our lives. And then the third part was at the end of the night, we were talking. He's like, hey, I'm playing basketball with, like, a couple of my friends tomorrow if you guys want to come by. And we're like, fuck yeah, we're playing basketball. Like, <laughs> like we're going to ball with the boys tomorrow. We're having a great time. We never showed up. He gave us his number, the address, the time that he was playing, and we just never <laughs> Oh my God. He's probably still waiting for you, Haley. <laughs> oh, it was just so fun. I loved that. That was great. Wow. That was the one of the only good experiences I had in Paris. Incroyable, <laughs> mm-hmm. as they say. Who are you talking to? Me? Yeah. 
literally no one. I'm trying to think of things I did in Paris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a story that's not Paris, but it's Venice, which sounds similar to Paris. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, like Venice so, Beach? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so our professor took us on a few different trips, like overnight trips. And one of them was to Venice to see the architecture because I was the only non-architecture student in my entire study abroad program. So like everybody in my program was from Penn State architecture and I was the only non-Penn State student and non-architecture student. So I basically just was like on this European architecture tour for like six months. Anyway, <laughs> so we, you are certified in architecture. I now. sure am. <laughs> yeah. They actually, since I was studying communications, they made me judge one of their like crits, which is like when architecture students like present their projects. And I had to judge them on their communication. And the professor, he never explicitly said it, but he never invited me back. And it's because I wasn't good at giving negative feedback. So I was like, you're great. This is great. They were like, Chloe, they need like critiques. Okay, I was but like, I can't. Your fault. That is not what a communication major is for. I was yeah, like, that's I can't. On you. But that's anyways, ignorant so of them. They, they took us to Venice and um, like – Starting that Friday, spring break was starting. So a lot of people were getting ready to like fly to Spain, España, mm-hmm. um, for like a couple days to go to Barcelona and whatever. And I was going back to Rome because my friend Kelsey, who was in London, was coming to Rome. And so I was going to like show her around and she was going to stay in our apartment and whatever. And that Friday, we're getting ready and everyone's like, so excited for spring break, like, woo. And my friend Vaughn comes downstairs to breakfast covered, I mean covered in like dots, like spots all over his body. And our professor is like, "Um, Vaughn, I think you have uh, the measles. And Vaughn's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I don't have measles. And they're like, you need to go to the hospital. And everyone is like, um, we got to go. Like, it's spring break. Like, we have to go. (laughs) So he is like so nervous. He's like so, so annoyed. He's also supposed to meet his parents in Spain because they have flown over to meet him. (laughs) And so um, our professor is like, I'm going to call an ambulance. Like, like, I'll take you to the hospital. And I'm like, Vaughn, I'll go with you. Like, I don't want you to be by yourself with our professor who was so so hot. Simone, he had the worst breath. That's why you went. (laughs) It's for sure why I went. He had like perpetual Italian coffee man breath. Like he would breathe on you and it was just like espresso. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) so we got to ride in a water taxi, like a water ambulance, like through the canals of Venice to the hospital. That sounds magical. Which was so fun. I was like taking all these <laughs> selfies and Ron's like, I'm dying. And oh um, so we get there and the people at the hospital, like the doctors are like, oh my God, he has an infectious disease. They quarantine him on the infectious diseases floor, take away all of his things. Like He can't have his phone. He can't have his backpack. Like, what? <laughs> take all this stuff. So 
He's like so worried. And Simone and I, our professor, are just like waiting downstairs for him. And so they're finally like, you guys can go up to his room. Like we don't think he's contagious and whatever. So we go into his room and he is sitting at this desk that has a computer on it. And he looks up and he looks so confused. And we're like, why are you on that computer? And he's like, oh my God, thank God you're not the doctor. I just hacked into this computer to email my mom <laughs> to tell her that I'm stuck in this hospital in Venice <laughs> with no phone. <laughs> so he like logs on and sends this cryptic email that's like, call this hospital. Like I, I'm stuck here, whatever. So then me and the professor take the train back to Rome. Vaughn comes a few days later by train and hangs out with me for the rest of spring break. But they made me sleep in his room. And because they were like, we just want you to like take care of him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he <laughs> Why sleep. were you? Because I was the only one there. Like nobody else. Everyone oh else was in God. Spain. And so I loved it, by the way. It was like so great. But <laughs> he sleeps like a literal goddamn mummy where he like lays on his back and crosses his arms. And I woke up in the middle of the night to pee and I literally thought he was dead. Oh my God. I was like, who sleeps like this? <laughs> and yeah, that is the story of Venice. And also he didn't have the measles. He just had a rash. So You're it was all for nothing. kidding me. <laughs> and that's on the Italian healthcare system, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wait, wait. This wow. is horrible. Also, that must have been like so scary for you because you have to like nurse him back to health. I mean, you have no idea it was what more funny for me. He was more annoyed <laughs> than anything. And then I'm pretty sure he got to go to Spain for like the last two days that his parents were there. Oh, that's good. Oh, I was gonna say, what did his par- did his parents yeah. just chill there? I, no, I think he went to them, um, but he was fucking furious that oh they like God. kept him at this hospital. <laughs> I would not want to so go funny. to a foreign hospital. Like, oh my God, I just, same. yeah, I would be concerned that like somehow I would tell them the wrong thing, or they would misinterpret and like give me the wrong medicine, or like, like amputate the wrong leg. Right. Oh my gosh. I was very close to going to a hospital in Spain, not when I studied abroad, but when I went to go visit Maria a couple of years ago, um, because I accidentally passed out in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll do it. Super embarrassing. I told them, no, 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 no hospital. Thank you. <sighs> so bottle of water, please. I was fine. And that's your medicine. Yeah, that's really it. I actually did get a rash, though, or I broke out in hives when I was studying abroad. And I think it was from, um, like, the laundry detergent that they were using was just too much for my sensitive skin. And I was flying from Switzerland back to Spain, and I was sitting in the seat of the plane, and I'm like, I feel so uncomfortable, like, what's going on and I look under my shirt and I'm oh, no. just like covered in hives <sighs> it was awful I, hate that I just had some real. Benadryl though it was I fine I literally hate that god bless <laughs> it's horrible mm-hmm. does anyone else have any funny stories I could keep talking mm-hmm. I just don't want it just I I have a story <gasps> yeah let's hear it okay well, let's hear it so a big thing in Spain and probably other places. So I studied in Madrid, in Madrid, in España, mm-hmm. as we all know. A big thing there was some bars had 10 euro open bars. So all you would do is pay 10 euros, basically $10. Maybe I think it's like the equivalent of like 11 or 12 US dollars. And you would get all you can drink beer and sangria, like just 
keep it coming. Ugh. You could drink as much as you wanted to. Was it like quality sangria or like sure it wasn't? No, okay. it was it was basically like um, watered down. <laughs> well, no, so it's like it's like wine, and then they put like soda in it and other stuff. So it's like super sugary, very red and pink. It's like kind of gross. But mm, like Hawaiian punch. Yeah, y- a little darker than Hawaiian punch, but you definitely get sick of drinking it. You can't drink that much, but then you could just like switch to beer or then you could just like buy alcohol because you only pay- paid like 10 euros. But also um, like you can keep drinking it because it's 10 euros. Yes, exactly. Yes. So all of us Americans ended up at this bar that was like kind of like an American themed bar. <laughs> and it was like, they had beer pong. They had the 10 euro all you could drink thing. And they had like all these dollar bills, like American dollars, like on the wall, I think. Okay. I don't know. It was weird. It was also cool because people like would um, write with marker on the wall. And I wrote on the wall. You want to know what I wrote? Yeah, what you write? LA was here. No, I wrote Eat My Ass, but good (laughs) guess. Incredible. That was my second guess. You would have gotten (laughs) it. Sure it was, Haley. (laughs) So we go to this bar. We buy the open bar because we don't want to pay that much. And we're drinking, we're drinking, we're drinking. Then this older guy comes up to us. And one of my friends from Study Abroad is, like, chatting him up, super into it. And we're like, what is she doing with this old guy? And she was flirting. And also, she was getting a job. He offered her a job. Mm -hmm. Like, in America or in España? In España, at that bar. Oh, my God. Like, being a bartender? As a bartender, yes. Oh. Yeah, because he's the owner of the bar. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I said that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, you did. I was like, so anyway, some of the people that were there like ended up leaving at different times, and like a couple of us all lived on the same floor at the residence hall. And so I just remember leaving the bar at the end of the night after having like a great time and drinking so much, drinking a lot of sangria, a lot of beer. And I go back to the residence hall and I go to bed, whatever, wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom down the hall because we had like communal bathrooms on each Mm -hmm. floor, but like everyone had their own sink, which was nice. So we could like brush our teeth and stuff, go to the communal bathroom, walk in there, not paying attention. And I step in something wet No, on the floor. Someone had thrown up mm. all of their pink sangria no. on the floor, and I no. had stepped in it. No. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And then I had to clean off my foot and clean up the floor. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And then I, I never had up. open bar again. <laughs> and that would uh, do it. And that girl ended up working at the bar, dating the bartender owner. Oh my god! Like moving the back older to guy? Spain, yeah, moving what? back to Spain to live with him. What? And they were like, they had a civil union. That's what it's called. Is it Are over they now? Still together? Yeah, no, it dissolved. Oh, that's yeah, they tragic. broke up. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Okay, also, but it was a like, wild ride. How do you even like get a job when you're studying abroad? I guess. It's um, I mean, you have like yeah, copious amounts of free time. That's true. Not that it's the same as stepping in throw up, but pink was- throw up. 
right. Sorry. Pink throw up. Um, like I said, I was the only non-Penn State student. So like all of these kids came knowing each other and you had to go abroad in this architecture program. So like half of the program went my semester and the other half went in the fall semester. And it wasn't on my semester, but this girl that I'm now friends with whose name I will um, leave anonymous for her protection and privacy, but um, <laughs> she didn't know that a bidet was not a toilet. So she shit in the bidet when she was blackout drunk and then the next day had to clean it out. Where did, and it, where did it, she think it would go? She thought it was a toiler and like it would just flush on down and oh, it did no. not. And, oh, no. but all of our bathrooms in our apartment had bidets, which was like, that so is fun. so fancy. Thank you. Wow. I kind yeah. of have a shit story actually. <laughs> So, of course you do. My Irish, I had two Irish roommates. Um, our program was like different. Like there were a couple places to live, I think, and you just like got randomly selected for an apartment. And, um, like out of my program, I just happened to live with two Irish people that were going to the same school. So they were really nice. Um, but I was buying all of the toilet paper, like constantly going to the store, always buying toilet paper, whatever it was. And I wasn't there most weekends, like most of the time because I was doing other trips to see my other friends who were studying abroad. So I'm like, okay, I'm buying like 12 packs of toilet paper and they're fucking disappearing on me. And the last month I was just so sick of it. I'm like, I'm going to stop putting toilet paper in the bathroom. I'm literally going to carry it with me every time I go. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not buying this. I'm not here. It's getting used. I'm over it. And literally, I don't know what happened, but I shared a bathroom with one of the roommates and I knew where the toilet paper was. I was using it. What was she doing? She was using the bathroom. There was no toilet paper. I need to know. I, I need to know. Maybe she, she like, wasn't. brought it in each time. No. Nope. Her personality says know. otherwise. I don't know. I don't know. I truly couldn't tell you. It was shocking. And I was over it. I'm like, I'm done with these mind games. She was nice, though, but it was just a very confusing time for me. <laughs> Not that I carry toilet paper around, but I did carry something around in Rome. What? <laughs> Chips in my purse. Fun. And then our professor coined them purse chips, and he would always say, the Chloe. hot professor? Mm-hmm. He would always say, Chloe, why do you feel the need to carry chips around? And I said, because I'm always hungry, Simone. And then everybody <laughs> made fun of me for having purse chips. And then everybody also wanted my chips all the time. So like – That is so fucking typical. I know. I was just like, hmm, you burnt. But – What kind of chips were they? God, there were so many Italian variations of just like incredible random ass flavors that mm. – Sometimes I would get the, like, plain sea salt, like, ruffled kind. But then other times I'd get, like, kinds I didn't even know what they were. Like, I was like, oh, there's a tomato on this bag of chips. Like, I'm going to try it. Or there would be, like, a weird bottle of sauce. And I'd be like, sure, I'll try it. But I never knew what the <laughs> fuck they were because I don't speak Italian um, beyond proficient, which is what my resume says. Um, <laughs> but, like – I ate so many goddamn chips, but I also lost weight somehow studying abroad despite eating like a full personal pizza and carbs for every meal because we walked right everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. like literally 10 miles a day or more. It was just insane. It literally, because you could binge drink yeah. anything you wanted and you were walking all the time. All the time. Like yeah. we lived like 20 minutes away from where our classes were. And some days I would have like a morning class and an afternoon class. So I would walk like back and forth, back and forth multiple times a day. And then when I didn't have class, I was out exploring. So it was like, right. I was always on foot. I literally love that. I do. I just thought of another story and I swore to Kristen that I wouldn't tell this out of the sake of like my own embarrassment, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I've told a few people (laughs) this, but when I've, and this is just, it just shows my ignorance, but I'm going to own it, whatever it is. Um, so when I visited her in Rome on one of the last days that I was there, we were like, we're going to go to the Vatican. She hadn't been, even though she was studying there. And I'm like, obviously I have to go if I'm there. We, and I mean, it was like 85 degrees, probably it was hot out that day. And we were also planning to like go to the Coliseum. We're doing like a whole touristy thing. And we were wearing dresses and we're super ignorant about all of it. And we wait in line for like two hours to get tickets to the Vatican. We're able to go into the gift shop and all of this stuff while we wait. But then when it comes time where you can go into St. Peter's Basilica Someone literally makes sure that you are decent and covered because you cannot go into the Vatican showing skin. You like legit can't. And I was stupid. She was stupid. We're wearing dresses because it's fucking hot. And we didn't even buy tickets ahead of time. So that's also why we had to wait because we were just dumb. And I have never been more furious in my life at myself because I literally was like, I waited two hours. I'm here. I want to go see the Vatican. I couldn't. We walked past a guard to go into St. Peter's Basilica. And he's like, you can't go in. Like, you're wearing a dress. It's above your knees. Also, your shoulders are showing. And I'm like, Kristen, give me your fucking jacket right now. And she's like, I'm not going to try because I think that's offensive to keep trying. And I was like, it's offensive not to try, in my opinion. So I tell her to give her... I tell her to give me her jacket and I wear it and I try to like pull my dress down a little bit. Like just like literally just shove it down a little past my knees just to see if I could get in. I end up getting into St. Peter's Basilica because I got past the guard and he's like, you can try it, but if someone stops you, you have to leave. And I did, I did get into the Basilica, took a couple pictures and then I um, obviously was not allowed to go into the Vatican. So I was like super embarrassed for being ignorant and I never went to the Vatican. It was depressing. So that is Mm -hmm. depressing. Yep. And Kristen never went. She literally studied there. She never went in. We went to Easter service at the Vatican and we had to get there at like 2.30 in the morning um, because you couldn't get tickets. Like you had to just show up and Mm -hmm. um, like wait in line to get a seat So we did. We got there like super fucking early and then you had to like basically run for it to get seats. And it was, it was so fun, but then you had to wait like five more hours for mass to actually start. So that wasn't as fun, but it was like one of those once in a lifetime, like Easter at the Vatican situation. That's incredible. Um, and once we got our seats, we like went to look for coffee. Like we left some of our friends behind Mm -hmm. and there were no coffee like carts 
on the street, but there were beer carts everywhere. So we just like, we're drinking Heineken's at like 7 a.m. on Easter Sunday. It was just like, when in Rome, you know what they say. I literally love that. That's funky. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. I know. I'm basically Italian, Alex. Basically. She really is. I never even went to Italy. I still haven't been. So there's that. I've only been to Sicily. Yeah, but that counts, right? That's in Italy. In a way. I know, but it's not like mainland and please. Still, I mean, it's nice that you like obviously have family roots there and you're able to like really go nuts there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sure is. Other time we rented a house in Tuscany. (gasps) And I would love to visit Tuscany. There was like 10 of us and um, everyone like in Rome slash everywhere in Italy, wine is so cheap. Not good wine. Like you can get a shitty ass bottle of wine for like two euros and you Mm. drink two of those and you're like good to go. Like you're just like, woo, have a great time. So we Mm. bought a shit ton of wine and rented this Airbnb in Tuscany and we're drinking (laughs) the next day. We wake up and our one friend who is not really our friend, um, (laughs) but we – wake up and he is like curled up in a ball on the kitchen floor and we're like what are you doing and he's like did you guys all black out last night too and we were like (laughs) no he was like oh my god i threw up like all night and we were like what the fuck and the whole weekend he was just like in this weird haze while the rest of us were like having the time of our lives and then we went to these hot springs and i'm embarrassed to say this so we can cut this out if it's TMI. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so I brought like two boxes of tampons to Italy and then I ran out of tampons and I hated the ones that they sold at the Italian pharmacy because mm. they were the cardboard kind. So I bought a bunch of pads because I was like, I would rather wear a pad than wear these fucking cardboard tampons that you can feel. Mm-hmm. And Onto <laughs> these hot springs and had to change in the parking lot. And oh, I was no. like, well, what the fuck do I do with this pad? Like there's no <laughs> trash cans anywhere. So I wrapped it in a napkin and just like chucked it into <laughs> these rocks. And then later when we were leaving the hot springs, <laughs> my friend was like, oh, let's go look at these rocks. And I was oh, like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't go. I threw my pad into a pile of rocks. <laughs> So, oh my god, that's precious. Um, <laughs> that's was, so weird that they only had cardboard tampons. I don't remember that being an issue in was, Spain. I don't remember, honestly. I remember going to like the pharmacy and having to ask them where it was, and also having to ask them for ibuprofen because I had headaches all the time oh. for some reason. I also had like a bunch of different like medical issues when I was studying abroad. Super fun, but. I kept getting headaches, so I asked them for ibuprofen, and they're like, oh, yeah, here, we have these. They're 600 milligrams. Uh I was like, 600? Like, do you have anything less? And she's like, "Mm, we have 100 or 200, but those are for children. (laughs) Honestly, I take 1,000 sometimes. I mean, I I just like to be able to, like, control how much I'm taking, and I don't want to take, like, 600 every time, and I don't want to take 1,200 if I need more. I get that. I I respect that. Children's ibuprofen. (laughs) We're like, I am a child. We give those to babies, so (laughs) are you a baby? What am I, a child bride? (sighs) 
I kind of yeah, I had yeah, other stories, but I feel like they're just all related to like drinking and they're kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Except, okay. So I went to, <laughs> So I went to Copenhagen with one of my friends that I was uh, that I met while I was studying abroad. Also, you didn't want me to say studied abroad a lot. Yeah. I feel please, like that's all worse. Please. <laughs> Take them out every time we say it. Just do a bleep. Oh when we bleep, so funny. <laughs> so I was in Copenhagen, and first of all, I hadn't finished one of my assignments because I was studying abroad, and I had to type it on the plane. It was so oh nerve-wracking. And then we had to take like public transportation to go meet her friend, yeah. and I was on like a public bus still trying to upload it using their wi-fi it was the <laughs> worst thing or like the wi-fi hotspot on my phone or something like that it was awful and then we met up with her friend who got us um mcdonald's which was super nice uh, amazing and i feel like i ate mcdonald's in like at least three european countries mm-hmm. That's like and it was better country, every time it was fine yeah it was good so we go out to a bar and it's Halloween weekend, so people are dressed up. We're not dressed up. Um, there's, like, a couple steps that go up to the bathroom, and we were standing kind of by those steps. And this girl in front of us just, like, falls backwards. Oh, God. And, like, her face looks dead, basically. Oh, God. And she just, like, fell on the ground. Like you thought she was dead? Sure did, yeah. Oh, my oh God. And, but she was fine. Not really, but she was like, <laughs> She like, wasn't dead, so. Yeah, she was alive. Um, and then we had to, like, pick her up and, like, hold her, and then we just, like, gave her to some security guard or something, uh. and, like, he walked off, so we were a little shaken up. But then we were standing by this one table, and they were being so obnoxious. Oh, they were, like, course. probably, like, late 20s, early 30s, probably, just, like, being so annoying and they had a bucket with a bottle in it and so i took the bottle Ugh, incredible That's fun yeah i love that you and then i that. hit it and then they like couldn't find it and i was just like uh we have to drink this from the bottle <laughs> and it was great i love that and it made up for finding the dead girl yeah whatever happened oh we don't know yeah i'm like no one would help her too. So like I was holding her up and we're like, does she have any friends here? Like anyone like, want to claim That's scary. Her? Yeah. So we had to give her to like security or like someone at the bar. Mm. like we had no idea. I will say I do miss some of the, and maybe it would be different if I lived in a city like New York or something, but I loved in Rome where like if we were studying late or like, came home from like the club late or whatever, there was always something open. Mm. Like there was this kebab place on the corner that we would all go to and get like drunk munchies. And it was just like, so I wish there was like a place like that near my current apartment, but I'm also not like anywhere near as fun as I used to be. And like, don't get drunk like that anymore. But it was just like a great moment in time. Mm. It truly was because you this was like one of the only times where we really didn't have responsibility yeah like you had saved up a certain amount of money and you were just gonna fucking blow it and have the best time of your life like sure were 
it was really fun. I would go back and, to any of the places, honestly. Like and like classes were like pass fail. Like there was no. Mm-hmm. There was like truly no responsibility. Like even less than being in college. Like because in college, like you have to go to class and like whatever. But like when we were studying abroad, it was like if you showed up, you got credit. Yeah. Oh. I will really say there was there was like. Well, it was my own fault, but there were a couple classes where I waited until last minute to, like, do the final assignment, and I had to – it was, like – I had to do, like, a 12-page essay. Like, my parents were visiting, and we were in Galway, and I had to, like, take the bus back and, like, do my essay, and I had to physically hand in the essay. Like, you couldn't Mm -hmm. mail it. Like, I literally had to hand it in, and I just remember being, like, I literally don't care about this class, but it was pass-fail, so – I Um, wish I had like taken it a little easier. I took an intensive Spanish course for two weeks, so I got to go early, and then I took all of my classes in Spanish. Oh shit, Alex! Yeah. So it was like. Still remember any of your Spanish now? Yeah. Yes. She just blacked it out. Honestly, I mean, I don't. Yeah, no, for sure. This is Um, fun. So Alex should say something in Spanish and then Chloe in Italian and me in English. In Spanish? (laughs) No, we're not doing that. But um, Um, that would be What is the best thing that you guys ate in the country that you studied in? Oh, my God. The food was trash. (gasps) What? Not in Italy. (laughs) Okay, well, the issue with me and the food was that I lived in a residence hall where they gave us breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which – you think would be great, but in actuality, it was, like, not great food. Like, they don't eat breakfast in Spain. They eat, like, bread and croissants and stuff, and that's fine. But they decided to venture into eggs for the Americans. And for, like, the first two or three weeks, they literally would make, like, a frittata-esque thing. It was, like, a thin, thin, thin egg patty thing that would they would like cut up and it would have like cut up hot dogs in it okay no and like americans don't eat that and then on the weekends they were like i don't know taking it easy and they would just give us like a piece of two pieces of bread like white bread with like a piece of cheese and a piece of ham and like call that dinner no Mm -hmm. yeah so the food wasn't great but overall the paella was great in spain that was fine Oh, and um, they have a lot of ham, and the ham was good too. Ugh. I would I'm not say, a ham person. Yeah, no, I fucking hate ham. But it's a I, different kind of ham. It's jambon. It's jamon iberica, and yeah. the pigs eat acorns. So iberico ham is Wait, what good? Yeah, it's like so the Iberian Peninsula is Spain and Portugal, and they have this type of ham that's like specifically what it is. No, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> This is, like, way over Haley's head. I'm literally just staring at you, and I'm like, why are the fucking pigs eating acorns? Yeah, like, I so know acorns are bad for dogs. I know they're not Okay, the same different thing, animals. But, yeah. So, yeah, the pigs, like, graze on acorns, and it's this specific kind of ham that's, like, very popular in Spain. And people learn, like, they take classes to learn how to cut it so thinly and perfectly. Oh, my God. It's, like, an art form. Wow. It's a fart form. Exactly. I learned something new. Wow. Look at that. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, Hal, what's the best thing you ate in Ireland? 
I mean, a lot of the food is Americanized. I will say no matter where you went, you could get fish and chips and it would be like the best thing ever. Like you could get that anywhere. I did not try haggis because it fucking grossed me out. I did try blood sausage, which I regret. It was oh my so god, gross. Luke loves blood sausage. Oh my Ew, god. Whenever okay. we go like to the UK, it's his favorite. <sighs> and like he loves a full English breakfast, which I think is disgusting because I hate mm-hmm. beans and I hate cooked tomatoes yep. and I hate blood sausage. So I'm like, what the fuck is the point? But <sighs> that is mm-mm. I remember they served like a full a full is it English or Irish breakfast? I think, I think it's like the same. Sandwich. They just changed the name, like where you are. Yeah, it I is the same so thing. Too. It's like the beans, tomatoes, and I remember they served that the first couple of days we were in, like the hotel in Dublin. Before I studied in Cork, this doesn't really matter to anyone, but we were in Dublin for the first couple of days, and I just remember like grazing on the bread because I'm like, I fucking hate beans. I hate beans. <laughs> I hate this cooked tomato. Eight eggs and bread for like days. But yeah. That sounds like the dream, really. Let's hear it. What's your favorite pasta dish? <laughs> that I ate? Mm-hmm. Um, there was this there was this one place that we went to in Rome. Um, and they made this truffle pasta. It was exquisite. Mm. It was just like creamy and had like fresh tartufo. That's how you say truffle. Oh fun. Alex is making up. Prissy face at me. Typical. <laughs> Just ignore her. Um, it was so delicious. But really, my favorite thing was the pizza. Anywhere we went that had just like margarita pizza, I would immediately get it. And then I would always add arugula on top. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I ate so many pizzas, you guys. That sounds I lovely. That's so good. Also, now that I'm remembering it, my favorite thing to eat actually was the breakfast because. They had <laughs> <laughs> after all that the fucking frittata, the no. Nelly so frittata. They eventually figured out how to scramble eggs, which was like a godsend. Um, but they would have bread, and it was like in the shape of like a diamond. And they would have um, like tomato puree because there's like the Spanish like bread with tomato, mm-hmm. pan con tomate. Oh, and- thank you so much. It would be like toasted bread, and then you put olive oil on the bread, and then you put the tomato puree on top, and I used to eat that, and I would eat that with my scrambled eggs. And also, they had chocolate croissants every single day, and I ate one basically every single day. That's so fun. Sounds truly divine. It Did was so good. Did you guys cook ever in your – Sure well, couldn't. Okay, because you were in a residence hall. Did you have an apartment, Healy? Yes. So I, like, did all my grocery shopping and stuff like that. Um trying to think of what I would really eat. I don't know. Like, I feel like we'd go out with friends and like eat and drink and it wasn't, now I'm like, what the fuck did I buy for food? There were these really good cookies and these really fun, like Irish branded Doritos that were really good. But I do remember coming back because there were really not a ton of like brand brand name foods you could get unless you wanted to spend like $17 on something. Like I remember my friend Lauren was like, needed lucky charm she's like craving them and she spent like twelve dollars on a box because like you couldn't get them anywhere um i remember coming back and being like all i wanted was craft mac and cheese because i had missed it for five months i remember i just cooked for myself when i went to london 
Kelsey took me to this store that sold like American products. So they had like Skippy and like Special K and like all of these like American snacks and stuff. But they, the markup on them was like insane. Like mm-hmm. a jar of peanut butter was like 10 pounds or something insane like that. So like $20 or whatever it was. And I was just like, this is not worth it. Like yeah. there's nothing that I like this much. But the grocery store in Rome, Conad, which is where we did all of our shopping, they sold um, penis-shaped pasta, which I always thought was like, so interesting. That, that Why was wasn't it called like... Gonad? That's a great question. <laughs> um, but it, it, I was always just like <laughs> a little surprised to see it like next to the Barilla. Yeah, Bahia. it's a little alarming. Yeah, I was like, what? But anyway. Also, also – Oh, mm. I was just going to say, in Spain, they don't eat peanut butter, and they think it's weird. And it was so sad, because there was no peanut butter anywhere. Did you come back and just crave peanut butter? Yeah. Mm. Sure did. At least they had Nutella. That was the only good thing. Mm-hmm. I ate so much Nutella. Mm. Uh, I love Nutella, but Haley doesn't. It's fine. I'm neutral about it. That's Like, I would much rather upsetting. have peanut butter. You know what's a great sandwich? Peanut butter, Nutella, and fluff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, that sounds good. I would try that, even though I'm not really obsessed with fluff. That's fine. Luke thinks that peanut butter sandwiches are disgusting because he thinks they're a condiment. So, like, he thinks peanut butter and jelly is, like, a condiment sandwich. And I, I mean, just, he's not wrong, but it's not disgusting. But it's not – I it's don't not think I'd condiment. call it a condiment. Like, ketchup is a condiment. Right. I don't see you putting peanut butter on anything other than, like, bread, which makes it a meal. I don't know. I feel kind of neutral about it. Now (laughs) I'm thinking of food I would make, and it's funny because if I were – I made, like, a lot of day trips. I'm lucky enough to, like, have traveled a lot throughout Ireland, Um, and I would do, like, day trips on buses, and one of my favorite places to go was Killarney National Park. And I used to just, like, make myself a PBJ, pack an apple, and I'd just sit at the park and have a great day. It was so fun. I love that for you, Haley. Yeah. But that's just the go-to. That's the staple. You're just such an independent woman. Mm. Well, I I probably went with a couple people, and then they just did their own thing, and then we met up at the end of the day, Mm. I think. Honestly, I don't know. Oh, my God. I do have one final funny story. Um. It involves my yaya. So she lives in Thessaloniki in Greece, which was like a super cheap flight from Rome. It was like 50 euros or something round trip on Ryanair, aka my savior while I studied abroad. (laughs) Flew them everywhere. And so my boyfriend at the time and I went to visit her for a weekend and like stayed in her apartment downtown and whatever. And he was complaining that his back was hurting. And my Yaya, who speaks no English, was like, oh, I have this, like, homemade remedy that will, like, cure, like, his pain, whatever. So my my grandmother is like, okay, tell him to, like, lay down and take his shirt off. And, like, my grandma wants you to take your shirt off and lay down. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, what? And then she's, like, rubbing this ointment. It's like basically a homemade 
icy hot or like a Bengay. She's like rubbing it on his back and she's like, and then yeah, ask him if it feels good. And I'm like, does your back feel good? Like, are you, are you, like, are you okay? And the whole time he's like, I can't feel anything, but like, don't tell her because like, this is just so uncomfortable. I'm mean, like, yep, it's working. Like, like it was so awkward and I felt so terrible. And Odia like, asked him if it feels good. She was like, is he cured? I was like, I, I don't think so. But it was really fucking funny, but also like so embarrassing and Greek of her to do that. I love that. And I feel like that could be in a movie. That's so funny. It definitely That's could. So funny. Yeah. She's uh, something else. Oh my God. I love that. Those Greek grandmas. Mm. Don't we know it? We don't. don't we wish we knew it? Mm-hmm. Zone. Sure she'd, she'd rub ointment on you guys if you wanted it. <laughs> oh, thank <please>. God. <laughs> she would. Well, I think that about wraps up this. Don't say study abroad. Time overseas <laughs> episode. <laughs> this education <laughs> station. on holiday, as as the people call it. Um, yeah, this study abroad episode <laughs> is done. Dun dun dun. <laughs> As always, thanks so much for listening to Jot That Down. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Jot That Down Pod. That's J O T That Down P O D. This episode was sponsored in part by Ryanair, Red Sangria, what else? and Peanut Butter, Jiffy, and Skip Jeff. in Paris. It's not Jiffy, it's Jiff, first of all, and Skippy. Jiffy. Yeah, no, that's a, you're merging I, I mixed two up <laughs> You know what I'm thinking of? Jiffy Lube. That's it. <laughs> Ew, Haley. They don't have that in España. <laughs> Ever heard of it? España? If you Ever. didn't study abroad? Ever heard of her? 